Okay, well, we're back. Uh, I'm Dan. I'm Mike. And this is the awful aspect of the Uncanny, Uncanny Valley. Valley. So, uh, go ahead and start it off, Mike. Well, the Uncanny Valley, as we discussed on our previous episode, was is a uh, theoretical experiment done by a Masahiro Mori in 1970 to where humans can look at a robot and the more realistic that robot is, the unsettling or revulsion feeling that they get uh, deepens the more realistic the robot is. And if you're looking, if you're graphing how these people are feeling when you're talking to them about it, you can see this rise of Oh, okay, that's cute and adorable, and then it dips down really hard. Like, and it's a it's sudden, steep dip. It's yeah. a valley. It's, you know, a, it's yeah. like, like, you literally have, like, a mountain valley aspect to, right. um, like, how fast it goes. Like, yeah. that, that's kind of the, the craziest part of this is, is, like, okay, at what point does it get creepy? You know, it's yeah. like, where does the, the cute, and <laughs> I know this is just fake aspect, come into play and then all of a sudden it gets gross yeah. all of a sudden it's like oh fuck that chucky doll or right. like what the fuck is going on with tom hanks's head in polar express you know yeah, it's like, like what the, the f- dead i don't like eyes. this yeah. yeah it's like there's some fucking no emotion behind that like there's that thing's gonna murder me you know like right. where does that come into play it's like because uh what, what's a cute aspect of this, right? So, like, um, what's a good example of that? Like, Donkey and Shrek, yeah. right? It's like, where does Donkey and Shrek correlate to, what's one of the creepiest, the Annabelle and The Conjuring? Right. Like, why is one creepier than the other? Both of them could murder you, hypothetically. Yeah. You know, like, they're both fake. They're both fiction. Yeah. Well, I guess Annabelle's based on a true story. Kind of, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But, um... Like, what, why is one creepier than the other? Like, where does that, where, where does that valley start and end? Right. You know, like, it's, it's undefined, honestly. It's like, it's an unanswerable question. It's like, when does a mountain become a molehill? Or right. a mount, molehill become a mountain? You know, it's like. It, I guess it all kind of depends on the perspective of exactly. the person. Yeah. Yeah. But like, everybody can agree that Annabelle is creepy. Right. Yeah. Why? So, and you know, that's one of the things that, uh. When thinking of this, like, what were the awful aspects of Uncanny Valley? And, uh, you know, we were talking for a while there, and, you know, kind of like, I, I kind of forgot what my awful ones were. And I know that they are there. Uh, well, one of the ones that I can think about was that how we've used this to, how it kind of explains how slavery has happened. Oh, yeah. And yeah. how, uh, so, right, for, before we get that, one thing that I wanted to talk about was that people, when you're, when I was researching this, as you were too, that they were talking about, oh, the, the survey, not the survey, the essay came out in 1970, and it was this guy, what he was doing with robotics, and it's turned into animation. But, I think the, the core of it, of, not recognizing a human or seeing something as not human that looks human or is too human but is not a human like a robot that is too human is where they get that uncanny dip comes 
present. I think it started even, we have a first case of this, or not a first case, but a written case back in 1886 with the strange case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and I completely forgot who wrote that book, so that would be Robert Louis Stevenson. Uh, that book I read a couple years ago, and if memory serves, when Dr. Jekyll drinks his potion, he doesn't turn into some hideous monster. He turns into like another human, but the way people react to him and act to him is instantaneous. They are revolted by him. There's something wrong with him. Mm. They just have this unsettling feeling when they look at him. And that okay. was kind of something we touched on in our last yeah. episode was that racism and slavery in our country in the United States where we live here has... Oh, yeah, this is going international, baby. Yeah, okay, that's <laughs> totally is. Yeah, it's going to be the next big thing. Uh, but the... Like, for the longest time, even still today, I mean, they looked at black people, people who were slaves, as property. They right. weren't seen as human. And I, it's one of the things that got me thinking is, what if this was a reason for that? Mm -hmm. What if they looked at... Because... You can tell, this is, you ask any uh, anthropologist, you know, to look at a human skull, and they can tell you, oh, this person is of African American descent or black, or this person is of Asian, or I think the term is actually a mongoloid, or this person is Caucasian, or this person is a mix, because the bone structures are different. So what I'm thinking is what happened in you know, times of old and slavery and antiquity and stuff, which... Now. Yeah, uh, is they looked back and the people who were in charge was not... This is not explaining slavery. I think this is just one, you know, layman's attempt to, like, talk about the awful side of this uncanny valley is that when they looked at black people and people who were slaves, they didn't see them as human because... Yeah. Their facial structure was different, so we like legitimately to, looked at them as like as a separate being. Yeah, as, I mean, as separate from them because their skin was different. I know it's it, it's it's idiotic to think of it in, in our time time yeah. span. Oh, but, but not just their skin color, but like their their facial structure. Everything. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just, top to bottom, different than yeah. me because I'm white and because them they're black. Yeah, like they're clear, clearly different. Is, yeah. is, is going, and that's what's going on in their brain. Right. And then when they looked yeah. at them, they didn't see them as human because right. they didn't set these. And this kind of totally touched on the violation of expectations theory. Mm, yeah. This kind of touches on their expectations because they lived in these echo chambers where they were constantly told that mm -hmm. these black people, Native Americans, uh, they're savages. Jews. They're, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can pick any, one. Any, yeah. any yeah. Irish. Irish. I mean, yeah. The, the Italians. Like, yeah. I mean, Irish and Italians hated each other. Yeah. That's why the Irish became cops and the Italians became mafia. Have you ever seen gangs in New York? Yeah. I mean, like, fuck, dude. Like, you can, you can put, just change out the variable. You know, yeah. like, anybody can be a victim in any sort of situation, you know? And it's based on how they look and how their expectations of what a human should look like. It's just purely psychological. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like, it's just human behavior. It's how we compartmentalize each and every situation, you know, it's like, oh, well, he has black skin color, oh, he must be bad, like, that, that is what they're fucking thinking, you know, and, and then bringing it back to the Uncanny Valley, it's like, oh, that's a human, 
that has no emotion, or that, or that's a robot that has no emotion. That's scary to me. Yep. And and, and and it's the same exact thought process, just a different variable. Yeah. So it's like I, it's, and 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 that is very awful. Yeah. <laughs> like extremely to like existential crisis awful. Yeah. Because you know? I mean we know. There's that, no changing it. It's just going to be something else in the future. Yeah, you know? that we, humans as a species, have variables. Right. We have, depends, based on where you were born and the genetics that you were born with and how you're going to look, there's nothing that you can control. But we know that we're all of the same species. Exactly. And that these people were looking at African Americans, Irish, as subhuman, not human. I mean... Literally property. Yeah, like, as property because... Yeah. They didn't have the same uh, concept or grasp that what they were doing to these people were that what they were doing was actually to people. Yeah, and so that's one of the reasons why you know you get books like Uncle Tom's Cabin that really brought the horrors of slavery to everything was because it showed like yeah look these people are people and they're whipping children they're. just they're ripping families apart. They're they have breeding programs for bigger, stronger African Americans so that they can use to fight them to the death because yeah. you know they're just looking as a blood sport. I mean, it's just it's absolutely barbaric what humans are capable of doing to each other, and that's not just Americans because Brazil uh, didn't illegalize slavery until. I think it was like 1960. Okay, so ridiculous. 19, to me, 1960 still seems like antiquity, right? Yeah. Because that was when I, I wasn't even born yet, right? Yep. So even since 1991 to now, let's let, let's put let's turn this on its head and go as dark and deep as we can because this is the awful aspect. It was actually right? 1888 for Brazil. Yeah. Regardless, yeah. like that's still way too late. Yeah. I mean, like we're still fucking normal human beings, even in 1800, like. Regardless, um, but with let's take this to a current timestamp, which is 2021. Right. January, whatever today is, the 14th, 2021, when we're recording this, we'll drop this on Sunday. Um, however, the Uyghurs in China are literally being put into concentration camps. Yeah. Forced and labor camps. Forced labor camps, or whatever they call them yeah. now, uh... Re-education. Re-education centers. Yeah. Okay. It's a different fucking term for the exact same thing the Jews were put into. Exactly. Like, if you go and watch these interviews of these people who have escaped, it's dark. Yeah. It's the darkest part of humanity you will ever fucking notice. Yeah. And, and I had a conversation with myself over the summer. I was sitting there. I even called my mom about this. I said, if you knew... I, I had, like, about a 15, 20-minute conversation with her about this, and I'm going to uh, paraphrase. It was more, I asked her this question. I was like, if you knew, if you were living in 19, whatever it is, 35, was that when the World War II was going on, 19, 1940? Yeah. If you were living in 1940 Germany, or even if you were living in 1940 uh, Omaha, Nebraska, and you knew of the concentration camp going on in Germany, would you fix it? Would you go out of your way? To say, hey, this is wrong. Let's do something about this. And my answer, whole honestly, 100% honestly, is no. I wouldn't do a damn thing about it because I am not doing a damn thing about it now. Because right. I can't. Yeah. 
And, and, and I think doing a damn thing about it is actually talking about it and creating awareness. So clearly I'm doing something. Right. But the majority of people just put their heads in the sand. Yeah. They just go, okay, I can't do anything about it, so I'm just going to move on my merry way. But when I asked her that question, would you do something about uh, the Nazi Germany in 1940 uh, living in Omaha, Nebraska? She said, yeah. I'll, I'll speak up. I'm like, well, what would you do? And she couldn't give me an answer, obviously, because like, she was living that time frame. But like, what if you knew what was going on now? And she was like, well, I'd probably, you know, blah, 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 post, uh, you know, bring up awareness. I go, the Uyghurs in China, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, really? I go, yeah. Yeah. So really, all that is, is just, it's, it's a modern interpretation of what's going on, of what happened back in 1940. Yeah. It, it's going on now. And that's why we let atrocities happen. When you have the Rwanda, the Rwanda genocide, you know, like, like this is something that humans do. Yep. And if it doesn't directly affect you or your family, you just let it happen. You just let it the fuck happen. And it is grotesque. Yep. Absolutely I, grotesque to its core. It because, really like, is. I don't want to fucking support Apple for letting slave labor... Uh, uh, mine the copper that has to fucking bring out the materials of this phone. Yeah, or actually make the phone. Or actually make the phone where they have nets where they can't jump off and kill it, kill themselves. Because it's so fucking Because it's there. so fucking terrible. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, fuck, I have to exist in society. I have to sell houses. I'm a struggling real estate agent. I want you guys to come out and uh, list your house and buy a house from me. <laughs> Shameless plug in the middle of a fucking yeah. dark ass rant. But, like, I don't want to support Apple, but I have to. Yeah. I have to. And like, because it's more, like, well, what, am I just going to live under a fucking rock? Yeah, no. There's more slaves today than there have ever been in the Ever. Well, I mean, that's because there's more people yeah. today than ever. But, I mean, but still, I mean, like, do we have to redefine the, the what what a slave, quote-unquote, is? Right, yeah. You know, it's like, do you think those day laborers... Who were sharecropping during Jim Crow laws were slaves, right? Not necessarily because they were getting technically paid, yeah. right? But that's just the same fucking thing. Like, is is is, is prison labor slavery? Yeah, actually, it is. Because it that's technically how it... is, but they're still getting paid, quote yeah. unquote, cents of uh, like two or I three mean, cents a, uh, an hour. Yeah, but they're still getting paid, so it's technically not slave labor because you pay whoever them. voted for Kamala Harris voted for slavery. So just throwing yeah. that out there. <laughs> Let's not get fucking political because I deleted that entire fucking rant I went on the other, or the other day. But um, I uh, I don't think human beings are morally sound to its to to their core. We actually have to put effort into being moral. I really think that's true, and I think that's one of the reasons why things like uh, porn, marijuana. Uh, they're escapisms. Yeah, but that was that. But they also like those are what the people who are trying to be moral go after more than anything, because like when it's like, yeah, man, people watching porn between two consenting adults that has nothing to do with you. Like, why should that? Why why should you try and stop that? Like, why are you trying to have this moral high ground of what people can consume? Marijuana. Why do you think marijuana is the devil's lettuce? Why is that a morally questionable thing for you when we have slave labor? When the iPhone that you're tweeting about how bad all the offals of marijuana are, 
was made by slaves. Like, do you, like, do you understand what they're I mean? trying to do? Yeah, are you trying to do like a moral equivalency kind of thing? Yeah, well, yeah like they're they can't be like moral about their world is like we can't like what you were saying is like more human beings can't be moral about stuff because you know like we let things happen, mm-hmm. but the people who try to are I think worse than like you and I. Because, mm. like, I'm going to let you, if you wanted to smoke weed right now, I was like, yeah, man, go ahead, do you. I'm going to, I'll be right back. Uh, but the people who uh, complain and fight and try to have legislations, uh, legisla- legislation for stopping marijuana being legalized, uh, I'm good, is uh, something that I think is just... Abominable, man, because you can't have, you can't sit there and tweet about how awful marijuana is when you are using things like using uh, your iPhone or whatever, like I said, that is that was made by by slave labor, pretty much. But so, like, I, I guess I'm just not wording this correctly. But like, so they're picking and choosing what they want to be moral about mm. and what they want to fight about. Right. Because it's not, it's what's affecting them directly, like what you're talking about. Like, but they're choosing to let it affect them directly because your consumption of marijuana does not affect me directly. We're sitting in your home. You're safe. I know you're not going to drive anywhere because, you know, things can be delivered. You've already had a couple drinks. You're a smart person. You're not going to go out driving under the influence. I don't need to worry about that because I know who you are. Right. But these people, whoever you know, I could be delivered. I could literally Uber myself to a a bar. You literally (laughs) could. Like, yeah, yeah. So, So, uh, but they are trying to control the narrative saying that marijuana is bad and that it needs to be stopped because... I think it comes to, it's the same exact argument that the guy who was arguing against Bill Nye in our last episode, you should check that out if you haven't listened to it, the same guy who was arguing Bill Nye, who is coming, who is who has this conclusion and tries to find the evidence to it. Right. You know? So it's like, they already have this preconceived notion that, uh, we'll, we'll stop saying marijuana because we all know that marijuana isn't fucking bad for you. Yeah. Uh, say, like, even a harder drug, harder, quote unquote. Uh, heroin. They say heroin is terrible for you. The majority of people who do heroin, which is just an opioid fucking uh, derivative, have functioning lives. Like, my mom puts in, what is it, 18 hours, 14 hours a day, you know, and she's on, and she takes a couple pills a day, you know, like she's on fucking, uh, for her, her back. I thought you were telling me she was about straight banging heroin. It <laughs> is. That's the thing. It's like it's no different. It's yeah. just an opioid opioid derivative. Yeah, right. It's a so it's it's just medication, right? So like Percocet or not Percocet, but uh, like Vicodin, uh, uh, hydrocodone, yeah. blah, blah 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 blah. Like all of those are just morphine derivatives, right? Right. And everything that's a derivative of morphine is an op- op- or it's an opioid derivative, and and morphine is like the king all of opioids, right? So it's like. Everything is a derivative of that, and why are you, why why are we putting moral equivalencies of heroin's really really bad for you, but you know, Vicodin that was prescribed by a doctor. Yeah, like that's okay. 
Okay, that's it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> one's in a pill form. One, one, one. You get track marks. Yeah. Yeah, one's legal. One's illegal. <laughs> one, yeah. So like the act of consuming a drug and having that be illegal for you is total and utter asinine. Even if you go all the way to the hardest drug you can get, like fentanyl and meth. Yeah. I'm still in the camp of you should be able to do that if you're a grown up. Yeah. Quit treating me like a goddamn child. Yeah, you're able you to know? make any decision that you want. Yeah. Like I life. have a fucking life. I can, I can, I can dictate how I want my life to go. Yeah. And if I want to have some sort of peace and quiet, and I want to fucking bang heroin, God damn it, let me bang heroin. Right. You yeah. know. Like if I still have all my, if I still have my shit together, and I can still do heroin when I go home at night, let me fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> Why well, the stigma that's attached to it is uh, it just irritates the absolute shit out of me. It's like, hey. Not all heroin users are fucking, you know, in the gutter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the same thing with, like, alcohol, too. Like, Al- fucking alcohol, man. Yeah. I think alcohol is one of the... It's, one of the, it's, the, it's one of the only drugs yeah. that if you try and go cold turkey, it could kill you. It is the only one. That it's the only it. one? Yeah. I didn't know if there was more than one. You no, know, it's yeah. like, I know it's a very rare substance. Yeah, uh, every... Uh, have you ever been to an AA meeting? Uh, f- well, yeah, my second DUI made me go for a whole fucking year. Okay, so, I mean, you know. Yeah. I, I fucking hated every single one of them yeah. I went to. Well, I went to a couple that I thought were really interesting, because I'm not a very religious person, and I didn't want them to bring God into it. And, of course, you know, they well, do. Yeah, they but, have to, because it's in the fucking big book, what yeah. the fuck we talk about. But uh, when they were talking, like, you know, that was when I first learned that. He was like, yeah, you know, I've had friends that went cold turkey from being alcoholics, and they literally died. Yeah. And I was like, what? And I was like, what about that heroin addict? like, no, it's going to suck. Like, they're going to be really sick for a couple of weeks. It's like, like the flu. Yeah. It's not even a couple of weeks. It's like 12 hours. Yeah. Oh, it could, it could yeah. depending on their dependency and how, like, healthy they are, it could not even be a couple, it could be, like, a couple of days. A couple of days. Yeah. But, you know, alcohol, I mean, it could literally kill you. And that's and why they tell you not to go cold turkey. That's why methadone exists. Yeah. That's like, why, that's why you, like, just wean yourself off. You'll be fine, man. If you are an alcoholic and you go to the hospital for a procedure, I have a friend who is a nurse. They will straight give you alcohol. Yeah. Because they know that you, like, going in for a, let's say you tore your ACL, and you need to have your ACL turned, and you say, hey, uh, by the way, I drink a lot. A like, lot. And they're like, how much is a lot? And you tell them how much, and you're actually honest with them. But one, complete sidebar, if you ever have to go to the hospital, be completely honest with them. They do not care what you have done. They want to know. Yeah, well, yeah. They're, they're, but because they, if you go, hey, I bang a heroin every night, but I also have three young kids, right. they're going to come and try to take those kids. But if, they're, if you are on death's door, You're right. don't be like, oh, I don't smoke cigarettes, by right. the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As I'm sitting here wheezing to death because, you know, I smoke a whole bunch, I smoke half a pack. But, like, you have to be honest with your the ER doctors right. because they are only their only concern is to save your save life. Your life yeah. But anyway, so like if you PSA, are the more you know. Yeah. If <laughs> you are a alcoholic going to a hospital for a procedure, they will make sure that you have enough alcohol so that you don't go into withdrawals. Like here's four shots and you're gonna have a little buzz other than your you, you want to even get buzzed and just <laughs> yeah. to keep you your body level. Yeah. And so you don't uh, go into withdrawal. Yeah. I just, that's one of the things, like, I don't, I, at least I've had half a beer of beer since yeah. we've been here, but it just, like, I just, I can't, 
wrap my mind around how people who would shout down drug usage were while they're banging whiskey. Yeah, they're <laughs> just slamming whiskeys left and right. And it's like they don't understand like the hypocrisy of like how yeah. much more terrible that is for you. And it goes like it really goes in back like you could tie this back into like Uncanny Valley. Yeah. It's just it's the exact same thought process that's going on. It's something that's unfamiliar to them. Yeah. Something that they've been conditioned and conditioned and conditioned. Like, oh, drugs are bad. One one thing of heroin, you're gonna be addicted for life and you're gonna fucking be snorting crack off some dude's dick. Yeah. You know one marijuana cigarette. Yeah, you'll be you'll gonna, be throwing yourself out of the window. Yeah, you're like, murdering your whole family with yeah, an axe. Exactly. And it's like, oh, don't do LSD, you'll hit, you'll get psych you'll get schizophrenia. Yeah. And it's like, well, hey, I'm a grown up. I don't have history of schizophrenia in my my family. I don't care what you think about what I do. I'm going to try and unlock my consciousness. I'm going to do LSD. Yeah. Fucking throw me in jail then. You know right. what? Because, like, I've never been more free, quote-unquote, in my life since since uh, when I did acid. Right. And when I did acid, like, uh, nothing has been more freeing. Like, holy shit, everything is connected, yeah. is what happened. And it's like, okay, okay, this, this is a perspective I'm going to take into my sober life. <laughs> like, I came out a better person because of drugs. Yeah. I mean... Throw me in jail, you know? Like, throw me in jail because I'm a better fucking person for this? Yeah. Like, fuck you. I'm not a goddamn child. I'm Quit treating me like a goddamn child, you know? It's like, what? why do you, who is the exact same age as me, get to tell me what I can and can't do with my body? Yeah. Anybody who is for abortion should be for illegal drug use. Yeah. Plain and simple. Because it, it comes down to the government not telling me what I can and can't do with my body. Yeah. What happens after... It's a different story. Like, if I can't keep my life together because of my drugs and I end up boosting liquor stores, yeah. throw me in jail, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I need to go to jail. You know, it's like, well, I can't afford this lifestyle. Well, that's one thing that you brought up, because I can literally talk for forever about, like, the morality, that that's one thing, the choice of abortion. Like, I've known yeah. women who have had them, and I've read testimonials of women who have had them, and it's people who are pro, I'm not even going to say pro-life because they're not, they're really just pro-birth. They're pro-birth, Because yeah, once that pro. baby is born, they don't give an absolute fuck about it. Uh, um, uh, some of them. Don't do broad generalizations because, yeah. you know, my mom had to put up a, a kid for abortion, uh, adoption. And, like... No, 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 not the parent. Okay. The pro-lifers. Well, she's a pro-lifer, too. No, I meant... Okay, so... so not, not, not every... Not every... General, no yeah, broad that's a broad generalization. You know? Not it's every like, pro-lifer is... There's a way. lot of nuance with that, too. Yeah. You know? But but go on, sorry. Because yeah. uh, okay. my, my thing is... the One, it's the choice of... You, your body, your choice. Right. So it's the same thing with the drugs that you're talking about. But when you come into the religious aspect of it, and they're trying to control people who need it medically done mm. is one of the testimonies that I read that was absolutely horrible about a woman who didn't get an abortion when her doctor, her husband, she had a team of doctors that said, look, the best case scenario for you right now is to terminate the pregnancy because this baby, I can't remember what the baby had, will not live one, two full term. And when you do give birth to said child, it's going to die within a day. 
Yeah. And what happened was has to be one of the hardest choices a human yeah. could ever make in their life. And it is. And it's yeah. not something that these women take lightly. No. It's not they're just like, you know what? I don't yeah. want to have a baby. I'm just going to have an abortion. Yeah. And then I'm going to go. Like, no. I get to drink again. Yeah. Like, it yeah. is no. so emotionally taxing for them yeah. that men can't even comprehend how emotionally taxing that is. But, like, this woman was obviously conflicted. Her and her husband both were. And they went to their church because they were, you know, good, God fearing Christians. And they're like, you can't have an abortion. You're going to burn in hell, and your baby's going to burn in hell if you have an abortion. And then, so, yeah, their baby was born early, and it had, like, some hydrophallacy, I think, or hydrophallic, to where there was too much water on the brain, to where this little girl's brain literally exploded inside and ran down her nose and eyes and ears and just, like, and they had to see that. Welcome to the awful aspect. Yeah, Uh, the awful, awful side of this podcast, because, I mean... And that family was completely devastated. The husband and wife got a divorce because their grief was so goddamn immense of watching Talk this. about PTSD. Yeah. Fuck, and dude. so God them terminating their pregnancy at an early stage would have saved them. That. All that. They would have been hurt, and they would have had their grief, and they would have been able it to... It wouldn't have been so extreme. Though. It, it yeah. would not have been as extreme. And, and if we're talking about living healthy, peaceful lives... The avoidance of trauma and being able to heal from those things, I think, is one of the most important things that we can do. And being able to... Uh, I couldn't even imagine that. Yeah, being able to have that... Having that choice taken away from you by an 87-year-old man in, a, in Congress or the oh, Senate okay. is absolutely mind-blowing to me. It's bonkers. Because guess what, Dan? After everything that I just said... I don't like abortions. Oh, I hate abortions. I wish women didn't have yeah. to have them. Yeah. But guess what? It's not my body. And it's not my choice. Yeah. And but this kind of way we bring into decide like what if like boyfriend and girlfriend and girlfriend wants to have an abortion but the boyfriend doesn't. So like where does the father's rights come into that? Because that's one thing that very minimal. If I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say five percent. Because I can put my splurge anywhere. You know, oh, okay. I like, about that. like it's her. Like my splurge is what's doing to her body. I would say it's even less than five percent. Maybe, ma- yeah. I, I, that was just off the top of my head. Yeah. Like that's not even me thinking about it. Yeah. You know, it's like I should have some input, but about five percent worth. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, hey, this is what I think. Do you, boo? <laughs> that's where I think uh, the hypocrisy of it really starts to bother mm-hmm. me because then it's like. Okay, so if a woman wants to get an abortion and the man doesn't, the man has, let's say, a 5% chance of that not happening. Yeah. But if the woman wants doesn't want the abortion but the man does, that man then has to pay child support for the next 18 years of his I life. think the man should have paid 5% of child support. Yeah. yeah. I think we definitely need to uh, We need reform. to re- reassess this, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we really need to because yeah. if... But at the same time... Well, I mean, this is because my my perspective is you probably shouldn't have an abortion if that baby's going to be healthy. Yeah. You know, like at the yeah. very least, put it up for adoption. Yeah, there's so many goddamn but, choices. Oh my! But God. at the same time, I'm not the one going through the pregnancy. Yeah, I'm not the one subjecting myself for nine months of a gestation. Yeah. Like, fuck, dude, you're going through hell. I couldn't imagine it. I could not even imagine it. It's like, 
okay. I mean, I'm trying to put myself in the perspective of, hey, have an abortion because I don't want this kid, but I can't because right. if, if, like, it's my mistake too. Yeah. Like, you know, if, if, if you want to consider this baby a mistake, it's, like, it's my mistake just as much as yours is, or yours is which would be 50%. But even devil's if my splurge here. is worth 5%. Yeah, but devil's know? advocate here. Yeah. Is nine months of suffering for not suffering of nine months of going through pregnancy, which can be hard, hard worth eighteen years of yes. a man's life of yes. like them having to pay for it. Yes, Why only because I'm, I'm honestly just curious. I'm I not know, trying yeah. to. I, I, like, I know, I know, I know. It's probably not even your position, right? Uh, but even if it is, this is what why I think the man should pay for the the kid. Maybe not eighteen years. That's just like an arbitrary number. But, like, until it's a full-grown adult. Because you want less losers in society, right? Right. If you don't support that kid, that kid's going to become a loser. More Has a better chance of becoming a loser than if you would have supported him. And, you know, so... I mean, at the very least, that's that's, that's the basic argument. At, uh, the secondary argument would be, that's your fucking kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, as a Get child, your shit together and then get his shit together. As a child of divorce, and my father still owes my mom like thirty thousand dollars in back child support. I think he'll get that. Yeah, I think she will too. Yeah, she's getting. He's getting social security now, and she gets like hundred and fifty bucks a month. So oh, he's he's chip he's chipping away he's at chipping, it. You know? yeah. he's, he's putting something down on it. He's got this. Uh, but uh, you know, as for like, added me on Facebook too. I fucking believe that shit. He tried to add like I don't know. It was just a suggestion for my mom. Like, you might know David Hawks. And yeah, she was like, and she was just like, yeah, delete. I don't want to know him. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Matt, he, he shares the same last name as me. Yeah, dude, same here. Uh, anyway, uh, but so, like. Oh, your dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my whole thing, like, so having a father figure in my life would have changed my life dramatically. I already know. Have, no, not, no, 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 no. Having a good father there, there, yeah, because crazy. he was in my life that's a caveat yeah. and he was terrible for the majority of it because he was smoking meth for the majority of my life he probably still is but uh having a hold on, hold on. can i stop you there yeah is meth the reason for your father's downfall no cocaine was actually so it was drugs yeah do you think he would have been a good person otherwise every i don't know because the only memories that I have of him are from when he was doing meth. What I'm trying but to get everyone at. that has okay. told me, that has known him before the drugs, said that he was a great guy. Yeah. That he was attentive, that he was kind, he was smart, and then he just liked to party. And then he started doing cocaine, and he's because that was like his job at the Crown Hall was he was the, he was the party organizer, and so he would set up like he would he was a salesman, so he was like okay, so you need a party. Let me tell you about what we have. And that got him going to bars to try to sell the people to come in there and end up him doing drugs because he didn't drink. And he just started doing more and more cocaine, more and more cocaine, until it got to the point where mom was like, we have to pay our bills. We have three children. So you have to, because uh, he got fired from the home because of his drug use. True. And he wasn't doing his job well anymore. And mom was like, you have to quit doing drugs and get a job because he wasn't doing anything. He got, after he got fired, he was on his, on the couch for six months using her money for her two jobs, buying drugs to do more drugs. And so she was like, you have to stop doing drugs. 
and she said, no more cocaine. And that night, he went out and bought an eight ball and came back home. And she was like, bro, I told you, you have to stop. This is it. Throw that away now and be a part of your family or I'm leaving you. And he was like, well, I'll get sober tomorrow. And she was like, no, there's no tomorrow. And she divorced him because he continued to choose drugs over that. So let me ask you a question. Okay. Do you think that it was the drugs was the problem? Or do you think that it was his mentality was the problem? Well, where does personal... The, the better question is, where does personal responsibility come into play? Because if it was me, I'd be like, well, fuck, my kids are my life. You know, like, I can't let this happen to my kids. I'm, I'm high right now, but fuck, I'm not going to do the rest of this... Uh, eight ball or whatever the fuck you yeah. bought, you know, like I'm not going to do this because I have priorities. You know, I have the hierarchy of what matters to me. And if he is putting drugs at the number one thing, it's not really drugs' fault, right? That's that's him prioritizing drugs over his kids, and that makes you a piece of shit person. No, no offense to your dad, no, no offense to you no, or your family, no, yeah. but like. That makes you a piece of shit person because you're prioritizing this chemical above your own fucking biology. You know, I think I was, maybe my tone was conveying that I was blaming the drugs. It seemed, it seemed to be that, yeah. to me. But, but no, yeah. I yeah. I don't actually feel that it was just the drugs. It was his I think he's just a piece of shit. Yeah. No offense. No, no. Like, hey, I don't want to like, throw that, like, offend you or something, but like, bro, I fucking hate that guy. We, no, I like, mean, if I saw, if he came in, came to my fucking doorstep, I would kick him out, call the cops first. If he tried to step in, I'd kill him. Yeah. I, w- I would legitimately kill him if he tried to step in my house. No, dude, I uh, I am that same boat with yeah. you. I don't talk to him anymore. Fuck He's that guy. not dad anymore. He's yeah. David. Uh, but, no, I don't blame the drugs. I blame him. Because, okay. uh, and not to talk about negative on, on the dead, but, like, Grandma did everything for them. Like... They like Dave, like Dan and your dad and sis were the only two okay, go that get, that actually were able to be successful in their lives in the way that they were able to yeah. do, live their lives. Dave and Doug, my dad and our uncle, were not because they got everything coddled to them and they were given everything. And that is one thing that he was never to actually grow as a person. Because I, I, and this is my own opinion. Because my, my mom told me because she knew him, yeah, back in height before they were even like in middle school. Right. She's known my dad this whole entire time, and then he's like, yeah, he never had to work for anything in his life right. because grandma just gave it to him. Yeah, okay. same thing with my dad. So, which, which, I don't want to make a comparison between our dads because like they're uncles and brothers and yeah. shit. Like it, it gets things kind of weird, but like. Where, it goes back to that same core question, where does personal responsibility come into play? Right. You know, like, my dad prioritizes kids over fucking alcohol. My dad has been sober for the last 35 years. Uh, what, no, 20 years. Like, since my uh, sister's wedding, my, uh, Becky's wedding. Jesus. Yeah. It's like, he, because he knew, my mom gave him the exact same ultimatum. He was driving the wrong way. Do you remember the van? Oh, Jesus. He got his third DUI, or fourth DUI, whatever it was. 
He was driving the wrong way down the airport fucking uh, uh, Abbott Drive. Driving the wrong way, got pulled over, doesn't even remember, wakes up in the fucking jail cell. Oh, good lord. My mom goes, I'm leaving if you ever do that shit again. He got sober the next fucking day. See, that's what I'm talking about. Is that so where does personal responsibility come into fucking play? Yeah. Like, if my dad would have fucking said, hey, fuck this, my life's already shit, and I'm just going to take the bottle and just fucking leave my kids, yeah. then that's on him. Yeah. You know, like, that's not the drugs' fault. Like, like the drugs are always going to be there. Like, hey, whatever. Yeah, so but, like, your his... dad prioritized the eight ball over you. Yeah. Like, no offense, but your dad's a piece of shit, man. So is my dad, technically, but, like, he's, no, your he, dad's he's not, making, just, actively bettering himself. I want to tell you, never feel bad about talking about my dad this way, because I have had this conversation with your father several times. Yeah. Because I told and him. He, he has a tough time talking about it, too, because yeah. he fucking loves his brother, yeah. you know? I've, I've like, told him, I don't like, I hate the man, I can't. Yeah. Like I said, I don't understand how, because one of my biggest things when grandma and sis died, and grandpa too, like that there are people in this world that are so fucking terrible, like my father and our uncle, that are still alive and healthy, relatively, when our grandmother and our sis and our aunt died. Like, that makes me so fucking mad on a core, on an existential basis, that it just, I can't wrap my head around how much I hate that man mm-hmm. for what that he's done. And then like, so that's what I'm talking about is that his personal choice is, it is all his fault. Yeah. He could have stopped at any time. Like there was a time there after uh, my mom kicked him out that when her, her dad died, she took him back and, you know, was trying to, you know, uh, get the life back, their life back together. To where he, but he just used her. That's yeah. all it does. The man's a fucking leech. Yeah. And so she there was like, no, I have to, I can't so are be you around Doug. this man. Fuck yeah. you. Sorry, no, on. you're good. Uh, <laughs> but like. We're the, getting some really core, core issues with us. Yeah. Right? But like, so, we're, we're, we're airing our, our family's dirty laundry. Yeah. Except we could have a whole fucking talk about our cousins and shit too. But Oh, Jesus. I hope they die in a fire after their children. Uh, but, uh. <sighs> uh. So yeah, he yeah. taking uh, he chose drugs over his over his family. Just and fucked up to yeah, no no belief, but like I've never blamed the drugs for that. I've always blamed him. And that's where the 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 do blame goes. It yeah. goes to the individual. Yeah. Which people are like, oh, what, what do you mean? The, the, he was dependent upon the drug. You have your priorities. Check yourself into rehab. Like, go on methadone. Yeah. Do whatever the fuck it takes, but get your fucking priorities straight and get your fucking shit together. And I, and I believe that addiction is a disease. It is. And guess what else is a disease? Depression. Mm-hmm. And psychosis and anxiety and all these other things that people don't think are diseases are diseases. But guess what? Alcoholism is the only thing you get yelled at for. It's yeah. the only disease you get yelled at for. Yeah. <laughs> I learned that in AA, actually. Yeah. But, uh, you can fight the disease. Yeah. You can fight it through perseverance. Or you can give into it. Yeah. You can go get help for it. You can take medication for it. You can do so many goddamn things to help fight the disease, and you still may succumb to it. Yeah. But he never tried to fight it. And that's one thing that always has bothered me to my 
to this very day, to this very moment, that when it came down to his choices, he chose a life of drugs over the life of these three children. Yep. And what uh, I don't want to get more into the like the personal aspect of it, but he tried to say that like I need to show him more respect because he raised me better than that. It's like motherfucker, you did not raise me. Uh, you better get you better you better talk to mom because she's the one who raised me. Yeah, that's like, uh, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. Like, who the fuck do you think yeah, you're who talking the fuck to? You? But like, because like uh, on Father's Day, I celebrate that with my mom. Mm-hmm. I buy my I make my mom breakfast on Father's Day yeah. because she's the one that taught me how to shave. She's the one that taught me how to treat women and talk to women. She's the one who raised the man that I am today. Yeah, and it has nothing to do with him. But that's but so that's like my background to where. Like, having a good father figure in my life would have helped. But, I mean, I like the person that I am today. Yeah. But having a father figure, I just from, as, as a person who's going, who has taken several classes in psychology and human growth and everything, children need to have a father figure in their life. It's so 100% necessary. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, where it comes to, like, male rights, when it comes to, like, male reproductive rights. Right. Uh. I think men get screwed over a lot of times for a lot of things. The aspect of getting bringing this whole shit conversation back to <laughs> shit as in quality, but just the awfulness of it. That's yeah. what I was meaning. Well, I mean, it's the awful aspect. Yeah, of the but, yeah this is the awful yeah. hour, so, yeah. you know, welcome. Yeah, uh, we're airing our dirty laundry. <laughs> yeah, I hope you weren't planning on feeling happy after this. Yeah, because <laughs> you probably won't. <laughs> but, uh, so. If you do, you're a psychopath. Yeah. Uh, is that men should have, you know, it's, it's so fucking, it's such a nuanced conversation because men just get, are, just get screwed over for a lot of things. And, man, uh, we do, man. Like, it's, like, top to bottom, you know, like, when it comes to divorce cases, you know, like, the fucking, I keep, I hate, I bring up Joe Rogan every single podcast, but, like, he just talked about his friend who is paying out, what is it, alimony? Is that, is that yeah, what it is? Alimony. So he's paying out alimony for longer than he's been actually married yeah. to her. So he was pay, he's been paying out alimony for 12 years, his friend was. And they were only married for 10 years. That is, that is just absolutely bonkers. That's bananas to me. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> you like you fucked over this individual person so hard for ten years that you have to pay her for the rest of her life? Yeah. The rest of her life? Yeah. How does she get her shit together? Yeah. You know, it's like horse courts. And nobody's uh, ever talking about that. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, you're a sexist. How? Yeah. <laughs> like how, that's one of the reasons, like, why if I ever get married, like, I want a prenup. Yeah, like and if people, you ain't no bitch, you holler. We want prenup. Yeah, and they're like people are like, why do you? I tell people that they're like, why? It's like I have seen so many goddamn men lose the house that they bought yeah. to their wife, who they're no longer married to, then have to pay for that house and, and the, the alimony and, and, and then yeah. child support, child support, while the wife just raises the children. Yeah. And it's like that just seems fundamentally wrong to me. Like where? Again, it comes down to the, the fundamental aspect of where does personal responsibility come into play? Yeah. You know, like, where does the woman's responsibility come in to where, like, hey, I have a life to live, too. 
I have to make things, I have to make ends meet no matter what. Yeah. And if she could just fall back on the dude paying alimony, she's going to do that. That's yeah. human nature. And like the alimony, like, and that's, again, it's people like, well, it's based on the lawyers. And it's it based, based on, on the laws of the, the state and where shit lives. Yeah. It's like, yeah, no, I know. But the fact that those laws exist and... Doesn't make them right. Yeah. It's like, we should have, we need to reform that. Because yeah. the fact that a woman can get a lawyer to just get you totally, just completely and utterly ruin you financially. Yeah. Because you both decided to have the signed paperwork that you don't want to be together anymore. It just... It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, it just, Let's pivot again. Yeah, pivot. Okay. All right. <laughs> or some of your awful aspects of Uncanny Valley, because that's really what we were talking about here. Uh, okay, so we're pivoting here again at the, the 48, 49 mark. Uh, but anyways, like, I feel like we're having a good conversation. I just feel like it kind of got really off topic for a really long time. Yeah. But um, so uh, it's a perceptual bias, you know? Like, when you're actually, like, it goes back to the whole slavery thing, right? Mm-hmm. So it goes, like, how far will this perceptual bias go? Right. You know, it's like, it's not, like, creepy. Like, it's not, there's no inherent creepiness to to a certain aspect, right? Like, if I'm looking at a piece of artwork, um, a lot of people think that uh, the screaming man, uh, what the fuck that guy's name or is? Munch. Huh? Monk. Munch. Edvard Munch. Is that the, the screamer? The screamer with yeah. like the fucking lights in the background. Starry yeah. Night, right? Well, so, it's not Starry Night, but the guy on the pier with yeah, the, yeah, yeah, with the, with the hands yeah, on the cheeks. It's called the Scream by Edward Munch. Or okay, Edvard yeah. Munch. So you're way more sophisticated than I am. So like you see that, it's like some people go, "Oh fuck, what the hell's that guy's problem? Like why is he scared?" Some people look in the background, like, "Oh okay, that's a fucking beautiful thing." Like maybe he's like happy that he gets to live in this life. Like like right. so creepiness, quote unquote. Is, is all perception, right? Right. So it's, it's all about, like, what you have felt in the past reaching this current moment in time. Right. Right? So, like, what's happening to you now, you have the entire history of your life to kind of put the pieces together. So your entire history of your life puts together a scenario that you are currently facing, if right. that makes sense, right? Yeah. And then... Um, so, like, how far does that go, right? So, it's like, is that, like, a, uh, like, is that, like, how, what kind of moral implications are, are, are involved in, in, like, this moment in time? So, it's like, it comes back to the whole switching out the variable thing, right? Like, like when a, a dude back in 19 or 1830s or whatever fucking uh, uh, slavery saw a black person come into their house, I go, oh, fuck this, you know? Yeah. Or, if a fucking robot comes to my house, I'm going, oh, fuck this. Yeah. It's the same fucking thing. Right. Right, because they, they have the exact same perception. And the exact same perception turns into, like, laws, and, uh, uh, like, it turns into social norms, it turns into fucking, like, how we interact with these things, right? So, so what I'm ultimately trying to get to is like, will this replace racism? Right. Is like, will will uh, will our core of humanity, right? Like, 
band together. Like, oh yeah, we're fucking humans. Fuck these robots. Will that just replace racism? Like, will the, will 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 like yeah, my 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 black friend and me both hate this fucking robot. Right. He's gonna be our slave now. Fuck everything else. And I mean, and is that morally okay? Well, I don't think it's gonna replace racism because I don't think the the main thing I agree with what you're saying. Like I understand where you're coming from, like that they're the same perception and like when something is different, we have an innate fear of it and then we try to control it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It. But I think the main thing is gonna come down to it won't be humans against robots. It's still gonna be the rich versus the poor of it. Mm. Classism. Classism is going to be, I think, is the main thing that's going to happen still because the rich are going to use the rope. Like, again, this sounds like a fucking tinfoil thing, but, like, I swear to God, this is, it, it, like, we're going to look back on this 100 years from now. Someone is, is going to find it like, whoa, these guys were on fucking point. Uh, <laughs> I, I, or look at these idiots. <laughs> yeah, or, or look at these idiots. But, like, it just, it's always that way. It always seems yeah. to come down to that. Yeah. Is that, when it came down to racism, white people hated black people because there was something always worse than where these white people were at. So even the poorest white person felt better than being a slave. Right. Because at least they weren't black and a slave. So the poorest person is going to hate a robot because at least, I mean, I don't know, it's, like it's going to be like they're not going to hate a robot because. I mean, they. I mean, I don't know. They might. They, they fucking might. Good, might. Yeah, but they it's might. like, you can, there's. I don't think. I don't think. But like, so when it comes down to it, they fucking get it all right all the time. When it comes down to it, like you know, that's what. Just because it sounds like a fucking conspiracy theory, but like. They were like, no, no, no. Don't look at what I'm doing that's wrong. Look at how different they are. Yeah. They're the one that's wrong. Yeah. And that's where it came down to, like, if people like were... anti-capitalist, bro. <laughs> I guess, Jesus. <laughs> I guess why people are so mad, like... That's like, why we are able to live the lives we live. Yeah. Like, Twitter and everything, people are mad at, like, these maggot people are mad at Twitter. It's like, bro, guess what that is? That's capitalism. He's not being censored because that's a private company. Like that. If you want to get, let, let's get political here. Um, so, I'm not too worried about that. My mom and my dad and every single Republican is watching Tucker Carlson blow. Oh my fucking god! Our rights are being taken away. Right? I'm not too worried about it because I know the fucking free market will take care of itself. Because what's going to happen is Twitter. Or Facebook, or whoever the fuck else, Apple, honestly, probably too, and uh, Amazon too, they all put the proverbial nail in their coffin. Because what happened is they go, we're basically telling 70 million people to go fuck themselves. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, the free market will take care of itself. Yeah. Like Gab, and I don't know, this is like a whole parlor thing, so like parlor probably won't do anything, but like, um, other social media sites will go, hey, Facebook, fuck you, we're not selling out to you. Yeah. Or Twitter, we're not going to fucking sell, sell to you because we know we have 70 million people backing us. 
So we're gonna get the Fox News of social media. We're gonna get the fucking uh, OAN or the fucking Newsmax of social media. We're gonna get these people on our own fucking platform. We're gonna go fuck you to the left. And you know what? We're just gonna have cultural forces happening over social media. That's just all that's gonna happen. So you're gonna have the Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, or like all the fucking other big tech giants, all with their left wing ideology going fuck you to the right, and you're going to have all these fucking other people like Parler, Gab, any, whatever else that fucking comes up, is going to go fuck you to the left. And then this is going to have a Fox News, MSNBC fucking fight over social media. Like, that's just all that's going to happen. So, like, I'm not really too worried about, like, a, a revolution, you know, what people are fucking talking about. I'm not really worried about this, because, like, the fuck, what, the military's going to come in and squash you. Like, like, we're we're done if you're trying to do a revolution, you know. Like, but like, I'm not worried about that stuff because the market will take care of itself. Well, one thing that like uh, that so when I, when I first heard about it and then that they're banning parlor and everything like that, I was which like, I think it hold on, I think personally is a very 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 bad idea. I want to be put. I want to put on record on the very, I guess, the second episode of Awesome Awful. I think the banning of Parlor is going to uh, cause ripple effects for generations. But go on. Well, I thought it was. I think it's bad because when you cut out someone's tongue, mm. you're not showing them. You're showing the world that you only fear what they have to say. Yep. Now I understand what they were doing. Is you know that they were plotting murders and they were plotting this. Not everyone on Parlor was. I know that, but there is a significant amount of it to where these companies. But now these people, Republicans and people who believe in capitalism, they've been playing by these rules, saying that companies can do what they want, right? Because that's what companies do. Now, when you sign terms of service, when you are doing all these things, you have you agree to do what these companies want you to do sure. until you come to a certain point where you no longer do that, because then it's right to refuse service. I agree wholeheartedly. Now, these people are complaining now, saying that they're censoring Trump. And it's like, okay, here's an analogy, an analogy for you. Trump is a gay couple, and they want he has a cake that he wants to bake, and he wants to go to this nice bakery, but that baker is a Christian fundamentalist who doesn't like selling to gay people. Being that it's his own business, he can do what he wants, he and he can decide not to sell to that gay person. And most Republicans will, will side with you on that. What I'm getting at, though, Great. is, say, we'll, we'll take this uh, uh, this cake analogy, right? Mm -hmm. Say this is the only cake bakery in America. Right. Okay? And all of a sudden, this cake bakery has the implications of saying other to other cake bakeries, hey, let's not sell them. Well, we don't we don't believe in Christianity. We don't believe in your ideology. So we just won't sell to anybody who believes in that. So now all of a sudden what do you got? You got an ideology taking over. And that's what's going on with the with the tech tech companies is you have you have facebook or whatever the fuck you want right uh facebook instagram twitter like you have a left-leaning bias in their in their ceos you do i mean it's just not not even fucking like being hidden yeah. 
and and you have it. It's just because we have a left-leaning government and we have people who, who subscribe to that ideology blindly, right? So when you have that, and you have just like this this group mindset, this group thing kind of mentality, this mob mindset, like bend the fucking knee and comply to what I have to fucking say, yeah. or else you'll get censored, or else you'll get Alex Jones, or else like you'll get taken off this platform because we don't like what you have to say. When you have that, and you have this fucking cabal of big tech going, hmm, we control everything. Are you really going to go against our ideology? We don't care. Fuck you. Fuck you, get off our platform. That is what we're getting more upset about than the cake analogy. Because the cake analogy, you just go to another baker. You can just do another thing. You can let the market work itself out. It's like that baker who denied that fucking uh, gay couple is going out of business because there's a fuck ton of gay couples. Right? Right. So, when you do that, and you say, uh, mm, mm, I'm, I'm principal, and I'm just not going to sell that gay couple. Okay, well, you are making the choice of cutting into your own bottom line. Right. No, I, no, I and, understand. And, and that's why I'm going to get back to the whole proverbial co- uh, nail in the coffin, mm-hmm. is they go, okay, we're going to shut out 70 million people, because fuck your ideology. That's what they're right. saying. And, and granted, their ideology is saying, hey, that's storm the capital because, you know, there's a cabal of pedophiles and blah, 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 right? Like, it's dumb what they're saying, and, and, and what happened is dumb. I'm not I'm not Broad generalization. That. Not all Trump supporters were storming the capital. Right, exactly. Right. So, it, it, right, you know, take, my, take a step back with that one. Sorry. But, like, all I'm saying is... No, but I, I know what you're saying. Is, is, is Trump incited violence. Yeah. And that... It, should not go again. Should not be accepted by Twitter's uh, policy, and, and I agree with that. However, you can't ban an entire ideology. Seventy million people feel like they got stabbed in the back by big tech right now, and the market's going to take care of itself. I, I believe that wholeheartedly. But if it doesn't, big tech kind of started a revolution, man. Like, well, that's one thing too that uh, you were talking about. Like, you know, there's these big companies that control the market of and again i know nothing about economics but i do know that like you know there's facebook twitter what well, doesn't facebook own twitter or just twitter just own instagram and facebook Snapchat. owns instagram and twitter own or and facebook also owns whatsapp twitter owns a couple other things it's basically like jd rockefeller and buying up all the oil companies right so, so it's just like it's they're, they're a monopoly and right they're, they're but they're also yeah one of the things that you're kind of talking about, like big tech was doing this wrong, that people that they're angry at big tech are doing, it's like that they're not really focusing on, is that there's only like four companies that own every news outlet. Right. So, uh, and uh, if you just want to pause it, then you can just edit this out. Uh, yeah, so I have to go pee, and we will resume this on part two. Bye.